Hello and welcome to In the Past Garage Rock Podcast, the show where we talk about a song for way too long. I'm your host, Weldon Gardner-Hunter, and with me again for part two of the Canadian list, up, down, off, and on, is Eric working overtime, Comer Nikki. I'm Rudolph Valentino, pull up in my limousino. <laughs> Carrying on the great Canadian lyrics. That we've been talking about and that you loved last week. We've been getting feedback already. People going, come on, bring it on. More, more, more Canadian songs. Living on video has returned to the charts again. Big in Mexico, by the way. I did see a live performance of Transex. You you know what it bumped off? It bumped off that Kate Bush song that that, uh, Stranger Things like rocketed to fame. Now, we have now put uh trans x up higher than than cable oh man and it's the way it should be right so we're ready to return to the list that james miller wrote that we are sometimes taking issue with sometimes agreeing with and then other times we're just doing other things with it so i think we could start we stopped at number 25 and now we're ready to go to number 24 and i believe it's eric's turn to say what james miller put and what we think about it and you'll hear some music too you'll hear some music we'll put some music in we don't know what yet Number 24, You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette, right up says one of the many great tracks from Jagged Little Pill, that's the name of the album, which won the Grammy for Album of the Year. Um, and It feels like James Miller doesn't feel that enthusiastic about this track. I actually don't feel super enthusiastic about this track. So from an emotional point of view, I guess I'm just like doing a podcast, I could mm-hmm. kick it off. But Alanis Morissette's huge star. This is a really good song. Um, it's it was I remember this song being on the radio like so much, and I think it's a huge American hit as well. I think it's it. This is a spot for it. I don't I don't really feel like it deserves to be kicked off. What are your feelings? Okay, this is a good chance for me when people ask the question like, "What are your guilty pleasures in music?" I have I have an answer, and it's early two thousands Canadian female inspirational right. songs you've actually and, mentioned this yeah and so here's the thing i would bump you out a note right off and i would put hands clean by alanis morissette on a song from i think 2001 2002 yeah. um i love that song and then at the same time that that song came out there was a song by Chantel craviesa called in this life love it similar type of song with like an anthemic chorus Whoa, man, that's I, I'm ready to put Chantel Craviasek and this well, life on those. Okay, I, I considered Chantel Craviasek as an artist for this. Now, here's one thing I'll say, too, is that with You Oughta Know, we love songs where we where they say words in cool ways. Mm. And Alanis Morissette actually does that quite often. Yeah, that's a good she point. She says things like, you go down on, would she go down on you in a theater? Yeah. Is she perverted like me? Yeah, that's right. She's definitely all about that kind of thing. She's about that life. Um, the other song I was going to put is uh, Avril Lavigne, uh, I'm With You, would be another one of those. I think it's switch, the Holy switch Trinity. Switch that in for Complicated later, because Complicated oh, is coming yeah. out. I think that is the style of me. I don't even say it's a guilty pleasure, to tell you the truth. I just love that kind of song. Hands Clean was the Alanis Morissette song. We'll flash over to a few years later. No one knows except the both of us. I can live with that chorus all day, man. That, that chorus and I are buddies. I love that kind of music. But you ought to know is definitely like the more popular song. I mean, I'm going with the deep cut here, although hands clean was a, a minor hit by Alanis, but if it's purely subjective, that's the song I would put. Um, but I'm okay with you ought to know. Otherwise, I don't know about it being at 24. I don't really, it's hard for me to say now, but I, I, that, I would that's say why that. I think we should just leave it there. It's, it's, yeah, okay. it's a deserving track. 
It's mm-hmm. in a fine spot. Okay. Uh, you're that's you're all up next. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So number 23, sunglasses at night, Corey Hart. Nothing like that. I love this. Nothing like this had ever been released at <laughs> the time. What does that mean? I, that well, mean? we need to discuss that a little bit. It's an often forgotten chestnut <laughs> no, from the it's 1980s. Not. It's not no, at people all. talk about it all the time. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe in 2018 when he wrote this, maybe we'd all forgotten sunglasses at night. I've never forgotten it. I've never forgotten Corey Hart and the way he sings. At uh, speaking of a guy who says things in a cool way, yeah. Uh, so sunglasses at night has to be on here. That's the one. I mean, I love others. A boy in the box. No, your songs. Oh, the boy in the box. Can you come out and play that song? But you know, anything top, by Corey Hart. Yeah, top fifty era. Canadian songs gotta have sunglasses at night. Yeah. And and I mean, it's hard not to have never surrender. On oh, this list, never surrender. You <laughs> never surrender. You do a good Corey Hart. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's got a really exaggerated way of singing, which I spent a lot of time thinking about in the eighties. <laughs> Just a little more time is yeah, all. You do a great Corey Hart. <laughs> Karaoke ability is high. So, Carrie, uh, sunglasses night also was a huge hit elsewhere. It's an eighties iconic song so yeah it, it, it i would say it could even be a little higher than 23 but i'm gonna leave it yeah, at 23 i know i kind of agree i think it's it's got to be like I, yeah. I i would like to see it move up i like i don't think we can say specifically where it would go now but if we've got to give it a designation up got to be a little down higher. or out it oh. should be higher yeah for sure for sure for sure so it's near turn now 22 yeah 22 the safety dance by men without hats right up where were you in 82 it was pop synthesizer music at its best this song is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Safety yeah. dance, absolutely. It's got to be here. It is so good. I, I, I've still never heard a song totally like it. Um, I don't even well, really know what it's about. I've heard it explain what it's about, and I still don't really oh, get it. Yeah, I remember it. Something to it's do about with moshing. Like, Somebody like yeah, that kind of moshing. It, it's kind about of it's about dancing in Montreal clubs, and there were there were. A, uh, annoyed at that sort of aggressive new wave dancing at certain clubs. What so a cool that they, thing to write a song about. I yeah, love for it. For sure. And it's 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 also internationally famous. Now, this is the one where you should say nothing like this had ever been released at the time. Yes, yeah, not like Sunglass <laughs> at Night where you're like, a lot of songs sounded like this, but this one is good. Like even um, Sweet Dreams by, mm, uh, mm-hmm. by the Arrhythmic sounds like Sunglasses at Night, but yeah. they're both great. Safety Dances is freaking awesome. Now, do you remember the dance remix? It do, 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 Oh yeah. That was the dance remix version. The yeah. one that wasn't necessarily the radio hit, but the mm-hmm. one that they that had if you had the 12 inch of it, which most people I knew did have. And then there was a second uh <laughs> the B side of it was uh do 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 do. It's I can't remember it's that, a, a great That sounds B-side. like Here Comes My Baby by the Tremolos. Oh, um, yeah, but it's it's that's the thing with a lot of great new wave music is it's really just 60s music played on synthesizers, but the safety dance is amazing. So That's I'm okay with it. Such a good song, absolutely. Okay, yeah, and for our age period too, it's got to be. You know, it, we're not going to have any problem with it. So yeah, safety dance. I mean, yeah, go and go and watch the video. It's got. It's also got very iconic French Canadian. It's got the Bonhomme guy in it. Uh, I think every video they ever did had it, and um, they had other hits in Canada too. So um, check them out. Ben with that hats, well known. Uh, you read out twenty uh, one. 21, Call Me Maybe, Carly Ray Jepsen, first released on an EP in 2012, thanks to a tweet by Justin Bieber. It became a global number one and Grammy-nominated smash that even featured a YouTube video featuring President Obama, co-written by Josh Ramsey from Mariana's Trench. Well, there you go. I don't like this the, song. Don't know what those last words mean. <laughs> I, th- 
I think it's a great song. I really like Call Me Maybe. Every time it comes on the radio, I'm happy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got every section of the song is really good. Um, which I, I can't recall all right now, but there's all these different parts. Dun, dun, dun. Where I'm like, oh, now this part's good. Now this part's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's got great, like that, the, dun, 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 that kind of like w- the weird instrumentation and the weird arrangement of it is really quite cool. I think mm-hmm. it should be down though. I don't think it should be 21. I think it should be lower. This is very high. Again, I, I now I didn't expect this when this song came up. But now I see uh, both sides now is maybe like a litmus test or a benchmark mm, where I'm like, mm. is this song better than both sides now? Where if someone <laughs> no. said like, is Call Me Maybe a better song than both sides now? I'm like, no, it's not. Here's like thing. deep in my it, heart. I'm like, no, it's not. Safety yeah, Dance I, is. Yeah. Safety Dance. Yeah, because I got to be honest, like I'm a person born in 1972. Like, I mean, emotionally. I have a different emotion listening to Safe Dance, but it's not any less of an emotion than listening to both sides now. But Call Me Maybe is great dance, pop, termite trash, and both sides now isn't. So it's got to be below something like both sides now. But I'm okay with it being on the top 50. It's a huge pop hit. It's super fun. And also I like that it represents the time period that I'm pretty much unable to find good songs from. So it's fine to represent it. That era, that early 2010, 2012-ish era, there was actually some pretty good pop songs in there. I think we're seeing now in hindsight. Mm -hmm. But but you're you're right. This is... But Call Me Maybe is funny as termite trash because it's got a bit of a heart to it. Like there's a mm-hmm. little bit of a, a, a tweak of the heartstrings when you hear Call Me Maybe where there's like a little bit of heart there. And maybe it's that this sentiment is like that this relationship feels like it's going to go somewhere or something that that, that comes from. Oh, the okay. Optimism. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe yeah. it should be a little higher. Not, not higher than 21, but like. No, no, no. Maybe... But it, it, it belongs on the list for sure. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're okay with that. Yeah. It's a great song and it, it does Canada proud if you're looking at it from the national standpoint. So wait, so now it's your turn to do number 20. Okay. Number 20 is My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Uh, That is the song that you may know from Titanic soundtrack, (laughs) Near Far, Where There's a song that everyone that's listening to this knows for sure. Everyone knows the song. You could go to North Sentinel Island and go, oh, yeah, we know uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Description, overplayed, yes, but Celine delivered this with so much passion, it wouldn't have been Titanic, quote unquote, without it. The song was cut in one take. Oh, wow, I find that hard to believe. Um, now, when you have a list like this of like top songs ever and you say overplayed, it's kind of a funny, funny yeah. thing to say because you're like, well, these are the top songs. That's a good thing, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand what he's saying. He's like, look, as a listener, you may be like you might again, as he said, groan, I think when he did um, Dan Hill, something mm-hmm. when we touched. So here's my thing. I think my heart will go on is a great song. And Celine Dion has all these awesome performances. My qualm here is picking which Celine, and again, this gets to this sort of like a Bieber, uh, Drake thing, where you're like, these are all such big hits. And I also recognize that a big hit in one era might be different than a big hit in another era. Like Michael Jackson's Thriller sold 66 million albums, mm-hmm. but Drake's sold a ton of albums too. Uh, Celine Dion has sold a ton of albums. I am fine with My Heart Will Go On here. I think Celine Dion deserves a prestigious place on this list Mm -hmm. i would slightly prefer not because of uh not because my heart will go on is overplayed more because i think this song might be better and it was a bigger hit it was like it's because you love me 
I think uh. I I think because you love me is a great song. You stole my heart cuz I couldn't bleed. You pawn my pawn cuz you gave my pawn gave it back to you. You know, because you it's written by Diane Warren who's written a ton of big hits like um Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship which she Ooh. wrote with Albert Hammond. Okay. Uh Diane Warren has written uh, oh like all the like power ballads Diane Warren has written them. And Because You Love Me is just such a good song. Also uh, Celine Dion's cover of Power of Love, another number oh, one yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think those two songs are better than My Heart Will Go On, and they weren't lesser hits than My Heart okay. Will Go On. I so, have a song. Oh, but keep yeah, going. Go ahead. Now, I just think either of those, I prefer them in this place. I want Celine Dion on the list. Just to make things complicated, I want to add one more song better that I actually prefer to all of those. When you see me like this. And you oh, yeah. me like that, it's That's a great song, too. Yeah. Is that the one she goes, Baby. Yes, yeah, it slows down. They go into like, I don't know yeah, if that's halftime or what it that's is. That's too much for me, man. That's okay. got to be the one Celine Dion song that I, I go for, but. I can accept that. I'm okay with that. So I don't think we need to make a firm decision here, but we can say. Celine like, Dion TBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep her on number 20. Yeah, but Celine. But we'll go. A civil war will break out in Canada for which song of Celine Dion's should be on the In the Past Garage Rock podcast rejigging of James Miller's list. There will be a bloodbath. The rivers will, the North Saskatchewan River will be choked with many dead. It's a compliment, essentially. We're like, Celine, we like too many of your songs. We can't really decide. You, you And that civil unrest will break out. Because I, of it. I would actually argue... I, I'm not going to – this is – again, this podcast would be 10 hours long if we argued over something like this. But I would say that Celine, even though this next song is a really good song, I think Celine could leapfrog this next song. So maybe we can mm. talk about that. So you go ahead and read out the next song. Oh, okay. That makes me think of – okay. So number 19 is Black Velvet by Alana Miles. Her career tanked shortly after this Elvis tribute, written by former Much Music v- VJ Christopher Ward, who, by the way, underrated soft rock songwriter – but it went all the way to number one in the U.S. So, yeah, Black Velvet was ubiquitous of circa 1988-89. It was always played in Canada. It was a, it was a number one hit in the U.S. She had other songs here, but uh, Black Velvet being the number one. It doesn't need to be on my list, quite frankly, a fifty list of 50. I know it as a very iconic song, but I don't really care. But I would, I would rather hear a Christopher Ward solo song. So long, baby Jane now. That's another, that's a Christopher Ward song. He also, oh, he did some other like classic 70s soft rock that I just can't remember right now. Um, but I, I'll just put, all I want to say is, doesn't need to be on my list, but special uh, mention there to Christopher Ward, the songwriter, who was a m- much music VJ, as he mentions, who did City Limits. So he was always the one who did the 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 videos of like, here's the Pixies, and he'd do interviews with the Pixies. Uh, but he wrote some great soft rock songs in the 70s. That's all I'm going to say about our man Christopher Ward, who was married to her, by the way, too, or something. I think this is a great song. Here's the first verse. Mississippi in the middle of a dry spell. Jimmy Rogers on the Victrola up high. Mama's dancing with a baby on her shoulder. The sun is setting like molasses in the sky. The boy could sing, knew how to move everything, always wanting more. He'd leave you longing for Black Velvet. Black Velvet and that little boy's smile. Really good lyrics. Really good song. I think maybe the list... Could this is the top fifty Canadian songs of all time? It's a hard list to get on. I think maybe Alana Miles might not make the list. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? 
yeah, I don't, I don't need it on here. It's almost like a bit more of a footnote to me. That's, it's an interesting I, footnote. It's not a song that needs to be that high. Like, that, I, I think you have to get over it being an insult to not make the list where you're like, hey, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a really tough list to make. I don't know what to say. Uh, so I think I'm going to move Black Velvet off the list. I may have... No, no, here's my notes. Okay, so <laughs> so we've now opened up another spot. This We've now got 11 open spots, although we have Living on Video and Percy Faith on here, so it's actually nine. But okay. so, Alana Miles, sorry, great song, you're off the list. Number 18, this is you, right? No, because I just read, I it's read Black again? Velvet. Yeah, yeah, it's you. Okay, uh, number 18 is Complicated by, Av- sorry, it's not complicated, it's simple. It's, it's the <laughs> song Complicated by Avril Lavigne and the write-up, her biggest hit earned a Grammy nomination for Song of the Year in 2002. That's just a fact. He just <laughs> dropped a fact. Um, so here's the thing. I actually really like the song Complicated. It's grown on me over the years. And I, I, I like the quirky lyrics. I like that it's like it comes across as a very sincere teen song. Mm-hmm. I think the story it tells is actually pretty good. The lyrics are pretty good. The song is a very strong structure. Um, they, oh, uh, my only question, it could be probably so i want an avril lavigne song on here i'd be open to other avril lavigne songs i'd also be open to this one it's a good song i'd also be open to it moving down this is very okay. high on the let's list. let's move it down because even though i was plumping for i'm with you by avril lavigne i still think this is probably the one you should have on yes yeah, but you down say, it's a, lower like down lower it, what i like about it in a way now retrospectively 20 years later is that it's really just a country song that's masquerading yes. somehow as a punk song. Like even in the, <laughs> the era it came out, I was like, well, this isn't a punk song. She's just yeah. like wearing a, a wife beater and a, you know, a sleeveless t-shirt, I should say. And they tie over it. And her band is like going as if they're like some sort of blink 182 band, but you're like, well, this music is not punk, but that's okay. Yeah. It's just like, like Faith little... Hill music or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you're right. It's like, it's actually a well-written song. It's, it, it's, it seems to, it has staying power i think now that i think when i hear yeah. it now it doesn't sound dated it doesn't no. sound to me like a yeah. song that that you would be embarrassed by it, yeah i'm okay with it but i would say let's put it down bring bring it down it doesn't need yeah. to be that high up personally it's it's not really like it's not in that top tier of classic tunes it's mm-hmm. it is just and i think when we get up to number 16 I think that's where we're getting into the top tier of classic tunes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So moving it down. Now you're up next then. 17. Okay. Still the one Shania Twain, a nice bookend. Oh, you're moving it. So I can't read it. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sorry about from this that. moment on a crossover pop country. I don't know this song. I know other songs by Shania Twain, but I don't remember this one. Still the one. Is it? I only think it's still the one by Orleans. Still the one that makes me. Feel. <laughs> well, if that was a Canadian <laughs> band. Still hear. Fun. Yeah, that'd be up. So, but here's my opinion. I I know this song. I like this song. I think the song that should be here by Shania Twain. Bam, 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 bam. I think it should be any man of mine. To me, that's oh. the one that's like any man of mine gonna disagree. Oh, However, okay. again. Is it better than both sides now by Joni Mitchell? <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be down then. But I yeah. mean, I'm already fighting for both sides now should be higher. Feel, I think we've learned that. Yeah. Feel like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I think that song should be the one. Well, it sounds like you're arguing for a song that's a little bit more 
uh, subtle or something. I mean, no, any man of mine was like one of the breakthrough hits for Shania Twain, as well as like whose bed of your boots been under. Those were er, mm. slightly earlier, slightly more country. Shania it's Twain weird hits. that I, I know I've heard those songs, but I think I've every time I ever heard them, I just sort of filtered them out some out of my consciousness. It's not that I don't <laughs> think they're good songs. They're just not really my style of music. So I pretty much ignored them. Remember that if they were coming out in the nineties and I was in my twenties, I was a little bit more rigid in my, you know, beliefs about music. So I was just probably filtering out this music. I don't have a problem with the Shania Twain song being on, but I think it should be lower. Low, definitely lower. So we're moving Shania Twain down and we're not sure about the song. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, who's up next? It's, it's me. Uh, this I, it's is, is, is going to be a recurring thing. Every single song. Now. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. it's you. Number 16 is Shaboom by the Crew Cuts. Finally. Right up up says, so now we're in the top tier, I say. Uh, Right up says, a hit song for this doo-wop group based out of Toronto. All were former members of the St. Michael's Boys Choir. Okay, there you go. Thanks, James. And I never would have guessed in my life that Shaboom was by a Canadian group. I thought that was just awesome. So this is a great song. It's got that Shaboom, Mm -hmm. Shaboom. Shaboom. It's got that great chorus. It was like Boom. paradise up above. The only oh, one that yeah. you love. Life yeah. could be a dream, sweetheart. Hello, hello again. So up at a shaboom show. All sorts of like great things in the song, like lyrical things where you're like, we oh, love like, doo wop, and this is the yeah. first doo wop song. Although I'm going to tell you, I have a a secret doo wop song that I'm going to plump for later. Oh, I keep well, saying I'm, plump for. I'm excited for that. You're gonna, I, I it's going to blow your mind. It's going to well, blow your mind. I can't complain about this. I'm happy with Shaboom being here. If anything, it should be moved up for me, but I'm okay with where it is. I'm okay with it is. I definitely, it's definitely a surprise to me. And I went, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, great song. And also yeah. the only of its kind. Now here's another one where he should have written nothing like this had ever been released. Of course, that's not true. There were lots <laughs> of songs like this. I don't know what year this came out. Uh, can we quickly check and see what song, uh-huh. what year Shaboom came out? Because I'm thinking 58, uh, but it's a secret I like this one. This is my favorite choice by James Miller, quite frankly. I agree. This is where James Miller kind of redeemed himself with this pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good one to pick. Uh, 54. Holy. Well done, James Miller. I don't think they were calling it doo-wop back then. That's even wilder to me. That's crazy. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I I don't mind it at 16. So keep it there. Great song. Finally, some doo-wop. Although I have a secret doo-wop song, arguably coming up to be suggested. That's just for my, you know, keeping you on the edge of your seats, Pastor well, We've got some 11 spots to fill, so we're doing okay. fine for Okay, all right, good, good. So now it's my turn to do number 15. Diana, Paul Anka, written while Anka was still a teenager, his song about having a crush on his babysitter went on to sell 9 million copies. Oh, please stay by me, Diana. I don't need it on the list. I don't really like Paul Anka. Um, it makes me think of Neil Sedaka, who I like better. Oh, Carol, I am but a fool. I'd rather have that song. And I know Neil Sedaka is not Canadian. So I don't know. Paul Anka, he, he's the guy. Yeah, actually, here's a good question. Do we have to have, because I actually really we, we like Diana, need... but do we yeah. have to have Paul Anka on the list? Like, couldn't we just take Paul Anka off the list? Yeah, I don't think he needs to be on the top 50. I think it's a, a little bit more of an old timer mentality. I understand that I'm a middle-aged man saying, man, these old timer ones, let's get some fresh stuff like living on video. <laughs> yeah. We've, so. we've actually got about a six year window that we'd put every song in, you know, like, <laughs> no, get more modern, like 83 to 88. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but I do like Diana. It's fine. Um, but 
yeah, it, it's pop music, right? But w- once you've had Shaboom on there, you're like, hey, Diana doesn't isn't as cool as Shaboom is, so it shouldn't be higher than Shaboom. Okay. So I don't think it needs to be on the list. Well, but, here yeah. here's the one thing that I really like about Diana is that there's another number one Billboard hit by a Canadian artist that I think should be on this list. Hot Child in the City oh, by Nick, Nick Gilder. Gilder. Amazing song, great guitar solo. But then there is a little bit of thing where you're like, Hot Child in the City. <laughs> oh, and then come yeah, on yeah. back to my place, we'll make love. You know, there's that stuff in the song where you're like, well, I like Diana. We're singing about an older woman. It's, it's yeah. a young man. Oh, okay. With a crush I like on that. an older woman. Why don't we, if we were to do like a. What list- if we bump Diana way down? Like, or, I, but I, I kind of like just kicking Paul Anka off the list. Yeah, I think there's we should. There's take- anything wrong with Paul Anka. Uh, the thing with Paul Anka is, do you remember us talking about, uh, I think it was the Buddy Rich tapes? Where he's mm-hmm. yelling. Well, the, the one I was trying to remember, which is actually Paul Anka, he's the one is yelling at his band, and he's the one going, "The guys get shirts." <laughs> I had to look into it. It's actually Paul Anka. So Paul Anka is one of those like unhinged, uh, super arrogant. Remember, he wrote "My Way," and we were talking about "My Way." I think we could do a little bit of revolutionary work here and get rid of Paul Anka. I think okay, still Anka's off. Yeah, Anka's off, and like Anka's going to come for us. I think, but that's okay. We're brave. We're brave people. So Paul Inc. is off the list. I, it's not I, Diana's fine. It doesn't need to be in the top 50. After Shaboom, I'm like, you know what? If we're going to put good, cool songs from the 50s or early 60s, we don't need that one. So uh, now, now I'm totally lost. Now it's me, I think. I'm on okay. number 14. Okay. Number 14 is Bob Cajun by The Tragically Hip. Uh, anyone who's not Canadian may not know this band. This is like a really, really essential classic like beloved canadian mm, band the massively yes yes, a, yes a rock band in sort of a slightly unspectacular rock band in a blues rock sort of style but with a, a distinctive singer who writes poetic lyrics and they mm. write about canadian things they are like canada's band like the band that defines canadian rock really Mm-hmm. And description being described by Gord Downey, that's the singer of the Tragically Hip, as a cop love song. The lyrics explore racism and anti-Semitism. It won the 2000 June Award for Single of the Year and was a permanent staple on the Hips set list for years. Here's what Eric says about Bob Cajun at number 14. Song's not that good. It really mm-hmm. not that good of a song. An unspectacular song. Um, the Tragically Hip You know, it's an interesting discussion to say whether or not the Tragically Hip have to be on this list because the Tragically Hip, they don't really have a song that's like the best song. They're they're on this list for their status as a Canadian band. Mm -hmm. And everything, when you write a list like this, 50 Canadian songs, it's got a CanCon-ness to it. There's something about Canada where we have to do this, where you're like, you gotta have the hip. Basically, we mm-hmm. feel pressured from outside to put something like the Tragically Hip on this list or Paul Anka. And, <laughs> and now, so what do you do with this? Bob Cajun's off. You take Bob Cajun off the list, first of all. Now, if you're going to put some Tragically Hip on here, New, or- New Orleans yes. is sinking. That That's song, the one I would go for, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was every, it's been everywhere all our lives Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you can, and everyone knows the words. They all sing along. I think it it should be on the list because it I I'm it just seems like like why not that over Bob Cajun? Well, because right? Bob Cajun is kind of like a um, first of all, Bob Cajun is a is a 
like a resort town in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And also we should let know anyone that isn't Canadian, the Juno Awards are the Canadian Grammys. And no person in Canada pays attention to the Juno Awards. God knows. I'm sure, I'm assuming the weekend wins Juno Awards. Maybe he goes to the Even people in Canada don't know <laughs> no, who what, wins the who Juno wins the Juno Awards. Awards. Yeah. That's the thing about Canada. We don't pay attention to this stuff. Uh, yeah. I think maybe people did a little bit in the 80s, but now it, the the more post-globalized or i wouldn't say post-global we're still in the era of globalization we're way less interested i think there's way less of a centralized canadian culture i think it has to do with the last 25 years of just you know globalism and now people are like oh no well going off the rails he's talking about politics now he's going to get no it's okay i'm not going to i'm just saying there just seems to be less of that sort of sense of uh I think it's for an older generation, like a James Miller or even ourselves, that there was that pressure to put tragically hip on a Canadian list of Canadian. I think if you were to give like the interns here uh, the task to write their top 50 Canadian songs, that'd be really fascinating because they would be way more heavier uh, tilted to the more recent 20 years or so of music. Uh, I wonder if they'd have a harder time, but who knows? Um But Bob Cajun is kind of a ballad and New Orleans Sinking is more of a rockin' song. So that's why I would go for it. I'd I rather a, a rock and tragically hip song than one of their. Now, Gord Downey uh, passed away uh, several years ago and it was a huge outpouring of grief in Canada. But I teach uh, in my other uh, teaching job, I teach largely international students. They were really fascinated by the fact that they got to witness that there is a culture, there is an actual Canadian culture and that we have our own kind of music, our own kind of things that are uh, different from what's happening in, you know, the United States. So they were fascinated to find out that there was this guy named Gord Downey and that we revered him so much, even if you don't like his music, like we are not big tragically hip fans, but we're like, Oh, Gord Downey. Like he was a, seemed like an okay dude wrote cool songs. They don't like care about the way they were played by his band, but you know, a very, very significant cultural figure in Canada. So good to have him at least mentioned here. So. It's a weird parallel, but he's almost like the Canadian Eddie Vedder mm. in that there's never been a big Eddie Vedder scandal or a Gord Downey scandal or, or where you're like, oh, this terrible thing about Gord Downey. He's just this guy who writes poetic lyrics and kind of does his thing. And um, I don't know. It just seems like he occupies a similar place. So that's the tragically hip. They couldn't be on this list. We'll put New Orleans a sink in there, but. Yeah, and we'll put it. Below, we'll play it. Put it below fifty. I think I don't think yeah. it needs to be on our list. So, uh, so now I can't remember. Is it my turn? I'm totally. It's your lost. turn. Yeah. Okay. Number thirteen. I will remember you, Sarah McLaughlin. I love this. She won a Grammy for this, and it was later used as Wayne Gretzky's retirement. Song. <laughs> really? Like, and we and we've got it at number thirteen. I'm as like, the greatest Canadian not. songs of all time. Absolutely. I have no real problem with Sarah McLaughlin, but I don't need her on my. <laughs> Top 50 Canadian music. No offense, Sarah. Okay, Malata. we've opened up another spot. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we I now know. have 13 spots. Also, Wayne Gretzky's I, I don't song think, yeah. should have been something like something more rocking. Like, why is it such a schmaltz? You know, Wayne Gretzky's a disappointing guy. I was, I why couldn't it be Raise a Little Hell? Yeah. Raise a Little Hell, Raise a Little Hell. Should have been 99th Floor because, uh, yeah, because he's number 99. By the way, 99th floor should have been our 99th episode. I totally didn't think of it until after. And I went, oh, man, why didn't I do 99th floor for our 99th episode? I totally missed the boat on that. But then so did Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Because I Will Remember You is the weakest song. And again, I don't have a problem with Sarah McLaughlin. She was, for that style of music, you know, that kind of um, 
I, I call Sarah McLaughlin the music of yearning. Her songs always have like the, the, she must have more than one song with the word yearning in it. Cause she has one song. I yearn for comfort. I feel like yearning is like, if you want some yearning in your top 50, then Sarah McLaughlin should be on your list, but she still shouldn't be number 13. And it shouldn't be this song. I will remember you. Uh, no, thanks. So gone. Sarah McLaughlin seems like someone who would be like shouting in a crowd and her voice would get lost. That's what I hear. Even when I hear her sing, I'm sort of like, she doesn't really stand out. Mm. She'd be going like, what about me? I'm back here. And you'd be like, you just get someone else. Um, Yeah. yeah, So I, I, I get it. I I know people like that song. Anyways, (laughs) it's off the list. We've opened up a spot. Um, Your turn. Number 12. That, so that we're now, we're near the top 10. We're now in James Miller's, 12 I think top Canadian songs of all time. Things are going to get a little bit hairy now, I think, for us. So I'll, I'm just keeping check on the time because I know Eric is – we're recording this pretty late. Er, and Eric is three hours ahead of me. So we're, well, I think we're at a good pace now. Okay, okay, good, good. All right, go for it. Number 12, Tom Sawyer by Rush. And here is the enthusiastic description of the song. <laughs> As instrumentalists – Rush might be the best ever in rock. One, probably not true. Just because you read the description, you're like, well, that's that pro- is pretty ambitious. Best ever in rock. Well, and two, who cares? What does that do for me as the listener? Now, mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer, I actually think should be on this mm-hmm. list. And it should mm-hmm. have a, a, a good place on this list. Tom Sawyer... It's not a song that I am personally crazy about. It, I find it a little bit funny, like some of the lines. Like, um, <laughs> it's just got funny lyrics. It's got funny lyrics in it, and but it's got those like ba bum ba bum ba bum ba bum, and the big drum fills and stuff. But it yeah. definitely is a classic tune. It's one of these things where you're looking at this list. Is this list the the best songs that, that mm-hmm. Canada has offered? Or is this list that as a Canadian, you're like, this is something you've heard a lot. It, it, yeah. You recognize it right away. What, what's, what are your feelings here? This is where I'm in trouble because I go, well, Rush is undeniably immensely popular. And mm-hmm. this song seems, I hate and they've lasted. the word again. They they've aged lasted, well. Yeah. Weirdly, they're yeah. really popular now. Yeah, they 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 kept writing songs. Like I think of one of the most embarrassing songs they ever did is "Roll the Bones." Do you remember that? Or or <laughs> or do you Roll remember, the bones. Remember, do you remember "Big Money Goes Around the World"? That's another one where you're like, maybe they could take that one back. But here's the thing: <laughs> I've never listened to Rush. I, I just never have. Me listened neither. To I've never, never listened have... to a Rush album. I no, don't even know if I've listened to a whole Rush song. I've probably listened to Tom Sawyer from start to finish. But it's also possible that I've like daydreamed in the middle <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly and yet i have friends who are huge rush fans yeah. and i at, when i think about it i go well okay i can see rush to me that they, they've been they're they're inescapable especially as a canadian but but if i was just to do my favorite canadian songs then of course we'd have a totally different list i'd have some songs like scab labor by the dry heaves and not, and not tom sawyer by rush but yeah. i go well i can see why if i was to make a list that's somewhat objective and and allows for a bit of subjectivity in my own personal beliefs so it's really hard for me to know what to do with rush because i go well yeah i can see why they're on there i'm not offended by them being on here but i just never listen to them so i go tom sawyer seems fine for me <laughs> today's tom sawyer 
I just remember the movie um, that came out in 2008 or so. It was that movie, I Love You, Man. And it's really centered around the two guys that meet and become friends. It's about a guy po- played by Paul Rudd, who um, people, if I'm describing the plot of I Love You, Man. Um, but he is about to get married, but he's only ever had female friends. He's only ever dated women and been their best friends. He's never had a man, a guy friend. So it's decided that he, because he doesn't, isn't going to have a best man for his wedding. He needs to go and finally make a good male friend. And he meets this guy played by Jason Seagal. And it turns out they're both big Rush fans. So at some point they, they go to a Rush concert and it's kind of like the pinnacle or climax of the movie. But at some point he meets them and he's, he's, he's actually doing the lyrics to Tom Sawyer. He goes, today's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> like today's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Cause that's the way, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say Eddie Vedder, Getty Lee, big Blue Jays fan, by the way, Getty Lee. That's another reason why I like him. I'm a Blue Jays fan. So I don't know what to say about Rush. Let's just leave him there because I don't know what to do with him. So fine. Yeah, keep I, I think it's tempting to just say they're off the list, but yeah. I think it's easier just to say, let's just leave him where they are. It, especially Maybe as that's a Canadian. What, that's where Rush occupies in like rock history. It's like, uh, let's, let's, just leave just, there. let's just leave him there. It, it's one of those things too, where it's like, look, if I, if, as if this list is like being taken seriously by anyone but ourselves, but I imagine, let's imagine this was actually somehow like the canonical list. Like we were the ones responsible. I just imagine enough people in my life, like my brother and other people, why don't you have rush on here? And I just don't want to deal with it. So I just go, Mm. fine, (laughs) let's leave rush on the list. And that's why they're like when you do something at work where you just accept some other people's viewpoints because you're like, this meeting will never end. Otherwise, like does Canada even have 50 songs? I mean, we're the people (laughs) that just put, should we just do a top 10? Would that be better? (laughs) And then we'd still have theme from a summer place by Percy Faith on it. Because honestly, I'm rather listen to that than Tom Sawyer. But then I kind of like Tom Sawyer in a weird way. It's really weird and strange to say i kind of like rush but i've never ever willingly listened yeah. to them okay and that's a good like i don't dislike tom sawyer i don't think like this song sucks i just think mm-hmm. like well it's tom sawyer i guess that's all i can say about yeah it. exactly well, it's it's tom sawyer by rush okay you you do number 11 i think it's your turn sure yeah uh 11 the weight by the band everybody's wondered initially what the hell they were talking about it wasn't a hit the first time around oh, i didn't know that but eventually it became a classic each member sang a verse don't need it on my list. Don't care. You Take know, a load off, Fanny. <laughs> you know, I I thought there would be more discussion, but when you said it that way, I was like, he's right. Well, who cares about this? I don't song? care about the like, band. I don't care about after Chiesta. Here's another thing about the band, and I I don't want to extend this section, but I think they might be a fake Canadian band. Uh-huh. Canadians have been claiming the band for years because Robbie Robertson. Am- yeah, because of Robbie Robertson, and he writes a lot of the songs. But I wonder if Americans think of the band as a Canadian band. I bet they don't. Because yeah, it's like, there you go. Are you really a Canadian band? This is one of those things that Canadians just claim it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the only guy in the band that's actually Canadian, as far as I know. Is uh, oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean. Uh, so it's Robbie Robertson. The rest of them, I know, Levon Helm. There's a guy named Garth Hudson, and then I don't remember Rick Danko. Wow, how do Rick I remember Danko this? is Canadian, but I, I don't Maybe. think so. Um, and then, of course, they were originally the backing band for Ronnie Hawkins. They were the Hawks, yeah. right? I'd rather listen to Ronnie Hawkins. Ronnie Hawkins is American as well. Um, so yeah, I don't need the weight by the band. I don't care. It's not the kind of music I like anyways. Okay. So. We've opened up another spot. I like okay. the way that we're approaching <laughs> this now. We've kind of got a little bit more cutthroat, and I, I think it's great. Uh, yeah. Now it's me, right? Number ten. Wait, is it uh, yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. Number 10, American Woman by the Guess Who. Right up. Its lyrics were misunderstood. Uh-huh. One thing everyone recognized was this was a rocker. 
<laughs> Lenny Kravitz. This sentence. Oh. Is, this sentence. I am just going to jump to this. Here's the next sentence of this write-up. Lenny Kravitz actually outdid them with his remake for the Spy Who Shagged Me soundtrack. I can't even have those words come out of my mouth. That the the Lenny Kravitz remake of American Woman is terrible. Is the worst. <laughs> That's we should do a worst song about that. It is so bad. It's oh, yes. almost unbelievable. Like, oh, how could anyone over the age of thirteen make that mm-hmm. song? That's mm-hmm. what I ask you. Yeah. Now here, here I, I'm going to remember that we're a garage rock podcast. So I'm Outdid do a- them. Outdid them. Oh yeah. Now the great guess who had lots of great songs. I I don't think I think they need to be on here. I don't think American Woman needs to be on here. I think songs like These Eyes, I'd rather listen to than yeah, American Woman. Why not something more melodic? Uh, but I'm going to suggest something that we do that we because we we have to play at least one garage rock song. We're mandated by law by being yeah. a garage pause. We should play a bit of Shaking It's My Pride. It. No, I was going to say it's my pride, but shaking all over, it could be good too. Here's my thing is that uh, against my pride, I agree. We should play it. So let's play it in a second. Okay. But against my pride, and we can do whatever we want, but but realistically, it's not going to be one of the top 50. No, you're right. You're right. It's just that it's a cool garage rock song. But but but, uh, guess who's shaking all over really is like, wasn't that like the first hit version of? No, am I wrong? No, it was Johnny Kid and the Pirates. Theirs was a hit. Yeah, but like, was this the period where the guests who were, were they the guests who, when they did Shaking All Over, or were they Chad Allen and the Expressions? I can't remember now, but I, I know that they used to play it on oldies radios. They would play the the guess who's version of Shaking All Over. So it's my pride. We wouldn't have to play the whole song. We could just play a little bit of it. It's just that it's the garage rock, uh, earliest garage rock sound of the guess who. And then Shaking All Over is also probably, well, was a bigger hit than It's My Pride for sure. Okay, so let's play It's My Pride, and uh, listeners, get a load of this wicked uh, bassline guitar riff at, uh, right mm-hmm. off the bat. Why? 
Come to me someday Try, try, try But here's what happened Shook me up just like a rattle And I gave up that losing battle Why, oh, why Tell you one more time, little girl, it's my pride Yeah, you know it, babe, it's my pride My pride, baby, it's my pride Oh, okay, good. A Garage Rock song on our podcast. <laughs> good to throw it in there. May not be necessarily in the top 50, but man, it's going to be in the top 50 of Canadian Garage Rock songs for sure. And I love the, here's what happened. That stuff is, that's a royalette for me in that song. So good to remember that the Guess Who should be on there. Uh, American Woman's still a cool song, but I feel like the one problem I have with it is, why do we have to pick the one song that references America? When you could pick yeah. that one the most iconic Canadian song they did is that running back to Saskatoon song. Mm. That's the one that Canadians know because they mentioned a bunch of Canadian towns in it. So that's all I'll say about that. But guess who TBA maybe for me would be, I'm okay with them being on the list, but I just don't know which song. Yet. Yeah. It is. It is tough to say. I, I think it's almost an easy way out to choose American woman. Okay. Tell us about number nine. Okay. Number nine is well related taking care of business. Bachman Turner overdrive for pure rock and roll which is easy to sing and not too difficult to play with. That's all he says. Play, or play, play along, along with. with. Play along with. I, I think this song is so great, it should be at least this high. I think it should probably be higher. I honestly mm. think this this is such a great song. And, he, 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 and it sounds like a complisalt when he says it here, but it's kind of true. It's like such a simple song, like a blues rock tune. It's just a great song. Taking care of business. every It's about working. It's a very Canadian mm-hmm. thing. Going to work. Now, mm-hmm. here's my only qualm is that it needs to be discussed because they have another song that's an absolute Stone Cold classic too, which is um, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, mm-hmm. baby. And I think that should probably be somewhere on this list too. And I don't mm. know where either one should be. but um, Why don't we keep taking care of business or leave it where it is, but bring another uh, you, uh, like you ain't I, seen nothing yet. Br- fill it. One of those number it, 40 it should be in one of those spots for sure. Yeah. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. So yeah, I'm going to mark that in our list of other things. Uh, okay. BTO ain't seen nothing yet. So okay. we got two BTOs. I'm very happy with that. Uh, we may keep this at number nine, but take uh, you can't, you ain't seen nothing yet and leave it, put it down somewhere in the forties. I or just something think, like that. Of these Canadian songs, like you take Taking Care of Business, and that's just a song that like anyone can sing right away, know a bunch of the lyrics, like it's as easy as fish and you can it's all Be these great lines. If you yeah. get with the right bunch of fellows, I like fellows in that song, yeah. Like, yeah, there's that's great. It's kind of great lyrics in a weird way, like kind of great dumb lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just, yeah they work really just well. Like, to me, it's like, yeah, this is a great rock and roll song. I don't know. I, I think you could almost do a lot more time on taking care of business, but one um, feeling I get from James Miller is that he puts he his list is it betrays a certain amount of American woman then taking care of business. I'm like, there's an interesting sort of 
relationship between those two songs with the, the fact that it's the guess who, and then you've got another song then at number nine with uh, Randy Bachman. And I it, go, I feel like he's not really taking the list seriously as we are, which is where to put the numbers. He's just sort of randomly assigning numbers. I agree with that. And, and you, you do wonder if like how members of the guess who would feel about the BTO coming mm. in higher than the guess who, if they would be like, well, <laughs> the BTO, but the BTO just had those couple really, really good singles taking care of business and ain't seen nothing yet. And um, what, what's that? What's that jazzy song they had that was sort of about like one she, um, oh, looking oh. out for number number four. one? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would that would be uh, something I remember hearing on the radio all the time. We should play that before we can... play before we talk about number one on the list. Oh, looking yes. out for number, number one. one, and then we'll talk you? about what number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Okay, we have to remember that because it's questionable that we will because we've been drinking and we've been recording two episodes in one recording session which means we're going late here this is the first time i've recorded with eric and the sun's gone down at least in a while uh so i feel like we may have started this episode yesterday i think like today's <laughs> the day off, but i think it would have been sunday when we started recording this well don't uh, worry i think we can dispatch number eight really fast so i okay. don't know if it's my turn now it's my I, turn it's my okay. turn you did taking right. care of business so here's number eight which is called Mr. Can't You See. It's by an artist who we just talked about on the podcast very recently that we love, Buffy St. Marie. Here's the write-up from from James Miller. And the write-up is, this song didn't go anywhere when it was first released by other artists. So the songwriters gave it to Buffy, who made it a top 40 hit and the second single from her Moonshot album. Why the hell is this song <laughs> at number eight on this list? Yeah, I've, yeah. I just I listened to the song. I've never heard this song before in my life. Yeah, I was it. like, this song's okay. What mm. is it doing here? I mean, we did Codine, so Codine could be there now. I yeah, mean, like Buffy you could have Marie, lots of Buffy songs. But Buffy but, say, that's what I mean. But yeah. well, like, any reason it's here at number eight? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. I, it's almost like you'll notice that he starts putting a lot of, kind of folky songs in the top 10. It just betrays right. to me a little bit of James Miller. Um, mm. I'm okay with Buffy St. Marie. I'm okay with something like Cripple Creek. Um, I'm okay with, uh, that, like, you know, some, some I would even take like period. Up Where We Belong because I yeah. think that, that's a nice song and that's a Buffy St. Marie written song and Buffy St. Marie's recorded versions of Up Where We Belong. I would rather have that in, in mm-hmm. place or Codine than yeah. I, I think Codine's and uh, like if you put Codine in this spot number eight, I'd be like, yeah, Codine's a killer, killer tune. Yeah, we're a garage rock podcast. Codine is a song that we think is an amazing performance that then went on. That's how we, that's what our write up would be. This so let's in, put Codine in this spot. Yeah, let's just put Codine there. That's, that's good. That's fine by me. I don't have any problem with that since we chose that song to talk about. And I think we might have picked both Buff, uh, both of us picked Buffy St. Marie as our Bo Diddley Award winner, yep. I think, for that episode. So, yeah, Codine for sure, top 10. Yeah, because I want to specify one. that this is not an issue with Buffy St. Marie. I love no. Buffy St. Marie, but yeah. I, I, I was just really shocked to see this above a lot of, like, really classic songs that in Canada, and not that this is the most important thing, but songs that, like, everyone would know. Mm-hmm. Even if you hate them, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's a certain type of song. It's like, even if you hate the song, you know all the words to it. I'd appreciate this if at least it was just James Miller's favorite personal Buffy St. Marie song. And he just kind of came clean there. He doesn't but, seem enthusiastic about it in the write-up even. He just says yeah. it's the second single from her Moonshot album. Yeah, which wasn't really a big hit either. Like, I don't know. Some people say it's an underrated album by her, but most people kind of think it was a little bit of a disappointment. She, I think she did lots of great work in the 60s. I don't know her... Uh, 
music as well from the 70s, although we talked about her music from or her appearances on Sesame Street being very formative for me. But musically, I, I see her as a, a really important work in the 60s. But that's just what I'll say about that. So we've made a decision there. Can you just uh, maximize it a bit? So it's, oh, yeah, it's really hard for me to see because it's also getting darker. Oh, yeah. Is that OK? The way. OK, so it? we're number seven now. So I, it's my turn to read, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, number seven. If I could read your mind, Gordon Lightfoot. The lyrics were inspired by Gordon's divorce. Hard for me to say that phrase. Inspired by Gordon's divorce. On the urging of his daughter, he later changed pronouns so that it didn't seem as sexist. Released in 1971, it reached number five on Billboard. Well, you need a Gordon Lightfoot on the top 50 Canadian for sure. And I guess this is the one. No. But I'm... No, what's what's your one? Or do you not have one? Do you are you anti Gordon Lightfoot? Are you anti Gordon Lightfoot? Here's here's my feelings. This song, if I could read your mind, no one gave a shit about it until there was like that disco version of it a few years ago, and I can't even remember what it was from. I think it was from Studio Fifty Four, the film, and there was like mm, a, I disagree. A, a dance I... version. No, no, hold on. Let me talk okay. this through. Okay. And people love that it's about his divorce. They love that he was an alcoholic and he's and he recovered. Now, Gordon Lightfoot, total classic Canadian artist, great songwriter. You know what should be in the spot? Sundown, you oh, better yeah. take okay. care when you find yeah. you've okay. been creeping round my back stair. Way more classic. Easy. No one yeah. knew if I could read your mind before that disco version. Sundown is the song. I, I do disagree. I do think that was, if I could read your mind, was a pretty well-known song of his. But okay, you're okay. right. It probably had a bit more... Uh, exposure after that, especially outside of Canada. But as soon as you said Sunday, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunday, if I catch you creeping around. I like when Gordon Lightfoot is threatening. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound, you see, if you were creeping around, you'd be like, oh, okay, okay sir. Sure. Oh, Gordon Lightfoot is totally one of those wiry guys that you go, eh, I don't know. He's like your, your, your friend's wiry dad. And then he gets in this fight and you're like, oh my God, this, this guy's like, He's violent. I'm not saying Gordon Lightfoot is violent, but I feel like he could, he could. Well, he could have once hold held his own in a fight. He's still around, thank God, Gordon Lightfoot. He's not doing so well. He hasn't been doing so well for a while. But oh yeah, Sundown for sure. I'm with you. So do you think Sundown should be, say, at number seven, or do you think it should be lower? I'm okay with it being quite up high. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. so hard to decide. Up at this it point. is a really iconic Canadian artist and a yeah. really iconic Canadian song. So fine, Sundown for sure. But here's the problem. Then there's number six. Yeah, so <laughs> this is where things get problematic. Where you're like, where like Gordon Life, you'd be like, wow, that's great. I come in at number seven. Well, what's number six? And so you're it's like, your turn. Well, it's working for the weekend <laughs> by a band called Lover Boy. <laughs> and here's the write up: the cowbell. Mike Reno's distinctive vocals and the hilarious sketch uh, with Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze on Saturday Night Live. So this is uh, this is the status of Canadian music that when you get into the top six Canadian songs of all time, the thing that makes a song there is that it was in a hilarious sketch with Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze. Uh, so here's the last line. Loverboy had many great songs, but will forever be remembered for this piece of rock and roll heaven. Weldon, how do you feel about working for the weekend being at number it, six? I, it, at least it exposes one very essential part of Canadian identity, which is if anyone from outside of Canada notices <laughs> us, we go. We You're right. Yeah. wet our pants so the fact that americans if you and i know this feeling from being a kid and this is what he is he is pointing out here is that as a canadian when you are watching any piece of uh american 
pop culture and they have anything Canadian as a Canadian, you go, first of all, you have to let anyone who's not Canadian know that it's Canadian. And secondly, you're almost embarrassed with happiness that someone (laughs) from outside of Canada has recognized something you've done. It's the embarrassing underbelly of Canadian identity is that we love it when someone from outside of Canada gives us a little, you know, gives a little belly rub and like, Oh, Canada. And we go, oh, yeah, we get so excited. It's embarrassing, but that's what, he, and so in a way that maybe why it should be so high because Canadians have that, that tendency in them. So, I mean, one memory I have of lover boys being really young, and hearing the song Turn Me Loose, I was probably about seven or eight years old. And I remember finding it frightening. Yeah, right. It's got that. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is the music that big kids listen to. Like kids <laughs> that are older listen to this music. And I was like, and it obviously signified like this kind of, you know, sexuality. And yeah, like there was definitely like, like a guy on the guy on the loose ready to yeah. have sex. And I was like, I don't like this. This is, and so I still have that feeling about Loverboy. I'm like, I don't know about these guys. So I don't know. I don't need Loverboy on my top 50 Canadian, but I see why they're there. But I don't think they're actually like a really good band. They have some like fun songs. Do they need need to be at number six? Absolutely not. No, it could definitely <laughs> probably be a lot lower. lower. On, I'm like, willing to leave it in, but let's keep it down yeah, low. I don't yeah. think we we need to like get into the details of it, but. Yeah. Really, it should probably be more like 40, 43 or something like that. So charging head. It's my turn. Number five. Life is a highway. Tom Cochran. Cochran has written superior songs. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. But he never sounded better than this song, which reached number six on the U.S. pop charts. It gets you from the opening hook. So, Eric, I'll let you. I can't believe Life is a Highway only reached number six on the U.S. pop charts because you hear it so much around. And uh, mm, yeah. it seems like it's be a huge hit. So, so I do think. Okay, this is where you get things are going to get a little bit contentious yeah. and you you get to this part of the list where it's like, is it the top 50 best Canadian music singles of all time or is mm. it the best Canadian songs of all time? And that's where this kind of gets complicated because if it was top Canadian singles of all time, I actually think Life is a Highway should be extremely high, maybe where it is. Mm. If it's the top Canadian songs of all time, then it gets a little bit complicated. It it probably deserves to be on this list it's so catchy i mean it's the kind of song that songwriters and musicians roll their eyes at because it's it's one of those everything's gonna be all right like it's this a stupid lyric life is a highway i'm gonna ride it all <laughs> night long but he's in a mood this some night and he writes the yeah, song that's yeah. a huge it's the biggest song of his entire career and and it's obviously a mood that people are longing for or in mm-hmm. all the time because it's such a big hit and he so, mentions canadian places in it yeah i can't remember right. now, but you know from something something vancouver nights because he's a vancouver guy so um yeah i think that it's fine like it's you know, it's it's not my favorite Tom Cochran song. Like we talked about, "Boy Inside the Van" right away is. Like, yeah, he's got some songs where he really emotes in a way that mm-hmm. it's powerful. Yeah, that, that you're right. This song, when you think of Tom Cochran's oeuvre, mm-hmm. you go, "Well, this is maybe one of his more pandering songs." But at the same time, like, eh, it's fine. I yeah. mean, he's got as, as I think maybe we're in agreement with Tom Miller here. He's written superior songs, but maybe this is the one that's got to stay where it is. So right. let's yeah, let's do that. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, now number this is me, right? Number four. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number four. Oh, he put it in because of the number. Number four, the song title ah. is Four Strong Winds. Yeah. By Ian. We're on to you, Tom Miller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, write up says many believe this 1963 song about a failed relationship 
should be Alberta's official theme song. I could just get it right off the list. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I listened to it today again. I was like, yeah, I heard the song a lot growing up in Alberta. Albertans love – they mm-hmm. mention Alberta. They go, mm-hmm. think I'll go out to Alberta where there's good nice there in the fall. fall. It's yeah. the only thing – only nice thing anyone's ever said about Alberta weather. That's why Albertans love it. They're like, <laughs> they mention us, and then they say the weather is nice. And it's Alberta. Yeah. And they're so just freaking out about that. It's a specifically localized version of the Canadian thing I just told you about. It's like, they yeah. mentioned us. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it could be on, for sure, a, top, a list of top 50 can Albertan, Alberta songs, which would have things like, I'm an adult now by, um, which, by the way, no pursuit of happiness on this list. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. we got to get start getting into before because we're getting close to the end here. Well, uh, we'll get into adding songs that we should think should be on the list, whether we don't think they should necessarily be in the top 10 or anything, but songs we think could be considered here. A pursuit of happiness song could be thrown in here. But anyways, yeah, I don't need you mean like wins. cigarette dangles for number one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But definitely I'm an adult now, which should be kind of on here, actually, now that I think about it. So, but, so four strong wins. Do I don't need it. I don't yeah, need it on my I think, list. I have a little I'm bit opening of a, up another spot. We've got 15 open spots. Four Strong Winds is like, I have a little bit of affection for it. I remember. It's it a nice need, song. It's yeah. a not, but at this point. And I'm an Albertan and you're an Albertan. Yeah, so we yeah. have that connection, but it doesn't need to be on the top 50. I don't need it on my personal top 50. But I do. Yeah, it's good. It's good that it was here for us to have a discussion because now as Albertans, you and I can say, hey, it's a song that Albertans really take seriously. So yeah. some people are learning that. And it's kind of a sweet song. And also Neil Young. Uh, did a cover of it, right? So that kind of brought yeah. it back into uh, prominence. So that's all we have to say about it. Doesn't need to be on the top fifty. No, number three. Oh my God, we're gonna have some things to say about it. Now, is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, number three. Thank God. Ah, deep, Thank God, it's your turn. <laughs> deep breath. Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. His uh, what I can't remember his name is Tom Miller. Tom Miller is the writer of this? Uh, James Miller. James, James Miller. Miller. Oh, my God. Uh, it was virtually ignored when released in 1984 as part of this various positions album. It was only through subsequent recordings and a rousing rendition by Katie Lang at the 2010 Winter Olympics that people finally took notice. Yes, they took notice and they took too much notice of this. This song is so boring <laughs> and and like patronizing. Why, why do we ever have to hear this song? Yeah. Okay. Why do you say it's patronizing? I'm interested in that uh, that comment. It's just so wordy, and mm. it, it's just like a song where it's like we want to hear fun songs that are cool and awesome, but you're you're making us want to hear songs that go like, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Maybe it's not patronizing. Maybe that's not the right word. I just feel like songs like this. It's a bit of a, he's trying to show off with his like a rhyming words for hallelujah where, you know, do ya and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and then the problem with it is I might not have considered it like a song, like as he points out, it was virtually ignored. And then when Katie Lang did that, that rousing rendition, which, and I like Katie Lang. So again, another Albertan and her version at the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, by the way, when the Olympics were here in Vancouver, I got the hell out of town because I was like. Uh, I don't need to be here for all the patriotism that we have. So I was in uh, Montreal and Toronto. And um, then I came back to Hallelujah Mania. And then it was always being done by <laughs> Canadian artists. And didn't Jeff Buckley do a version? I think Jeff Buckley did a version before um, 
Katie Lang did. So I think he yeah. might be the person that was bringing it back. But uh, it's, it's become such the- an important song now. So you're sort of like, does it have to be on here? And, but, and just, well, I think one last thing but we can say so we can be dispensed with this song is we already pointed out Suzanne by Pearls Before Swine is the song you need to hear when you're thinking of Leonard Cohen covers. So forget about this, put a hallelujah away for a bit. And again, go back to Suzanne by Tom Rapp and Pearls Before Swine. Beautiful song. And hallelujah, take a break from it. We'll come back to it in 50 years. I've and opened up a 16th spot on, okay, the, on the list. Okay, okay. So now is it? It's, it's me, I guess. Yeah, number, number two. two mm-hmm. Heart of Gold by Neil Young. James Williams, right up. Neil's only number one was his best. It was intended Ah. to be segued with a song called A Man Needs a Maid, but he realized it could stand on its own. Now, Heart of Gold. Okay, here's what I love about Heart of Gold. In around 1983, 1984, a movie came out called Iceman, and it was about (laughs) a guy who was frozen in ice. And and he got unfrozen and they brought in some scientists and they had him living in like a little uh, closed environment. And then the Iceman couldn't speak because he was he was living like hundreds of years before, maybe thousands. I, I can't keep that kind of stuff straight. I'm a, I'm a guitar player. And he, so <laughs> hey, you're not a drummer. You should remember some stuff. So you're doing I, I good. You're doing a couple good. things. I remember this yeah. film, Iceman. So keep in mind, this was in the 80s. So I would have been really young seeing this. So I remember nothing from this film except this one thing. And at one point, the scientist, uh, Shepard was his last name, and the Iceman, who doesn't speak any language, uh, or maybe he speaks his Iceman language, and they're sitting around the fire, and the Iceman has a stick in his hand. And the scientist, Shepard, starts singing, I've been searching for a heart of gold. There's a growing. And the Iceman starts going, <laughs> and I remember, I remembered it for for like forty years because it seems so ridiculous to me. He's going, it's going hard. I, I'm gonna play the clip. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta see this. I want to see. I I thought I saw the movie Iceman, but I don't remember this at all. It's so funny. <laughs> this is definitely the highlight of Iceman and of Heart of Gold. So I, I'm going to skip ahead a tiny bit just so we can hear, like, the best part of the song. Okay, so here Shepard and the Iceman are, are sitting around the fire, and the Iceman is, is maybe scraping a bone or something. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Timothy Hutton. <laughs> oh, wow. Minor with a heart of gold. 
Revolution. I never hear. Keep me searching for an article. Wow, what a heartwarming scene. I don't think I have seen this. There was a period in the 80s where there were movies about unfrozen men. There was another one that I saw, but I can't remember what it was. Remember, there was an SNL unfrozen caveman boy? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know your strange flying machine. I don't understand your world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for that. was the real textbook moment of our podcast here these these part two uh that's beautiful to come at number two so I, that, I propose maybe we switch in Iceman <laughs> and shepherds part yeah, of at number two absolutely I, I mean that's a bold number two that reminds me that we have to play looking out for number one as we're about to get into uh number one oh here. yeah yeah okay that's a, that's a that's great to remember hold on let's look it up so we're going to be discussing the number one song what? on james miller's list why don't you sing the the living on video riff while we're bringing this up? <laughs> nice chords. Mm. Jazzy. send it there okay and well then <laughs> you are up for the big the big moment although not the climactic moment because we're going to talk about some other stuff yet but yeah but we're, we're getting to the number one here of james miller's list so it's number one drum roll please eric is big yellow taxi by joni mitchell <laughs> what? <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> and what he writes is from the guitar work to Joni's vocals, which will never be duplicated in two minutes, 16 seconds. She made the greatest environmental and anti-development statement made in rock music history. Okay, let's discuss hey, it. I, I might have to say something about, uh, you know, as a, a Albertan, mm. of course, the, the British Columbian goes like, I'm going to choose the environmental song Ooh. to go to number one. Oh, nice. why, what else? Why you put Big Yellow Taxi at num the greatest Canadian song of all time? Mm, yeah, I don't agree. Now, I don't think Big Yellow Taxi is there. Not the one. Now, if people don't remember Big Yellow Taxi, it's the Pave Paradise, put up a parking lot. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, it's a good song. 
it's, uh, a good, it's only where it is on the list that really gets you a bit worked mm-hmm. up. And I actually don't think it should be about both sides now either. Even if you had both sides now, I would think that was more. Yeah, I like both sides now better than Big Yellow Taxi. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting because I um, one thing I like about the song is that ooh, la, 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 yeah, ooh, ooh. bop, bop, or what, what. Yeah, yeah that that's part, a really good part. That's a catchy part. And I, there's a band I like called Bunny Grunt, and they have a song where they add that in a chorus of a song. And I go, hey, not enough bands realize that that's a great little pop chorus. So, yeah. so shout out to that. And, of course, I love Joni Mitchell and her music. And I mentioned that Morning Morgantown is a song that, you know, I, uh, coaxes tears for me. And uh, lots of her out. Al- she's an album kind of person for me. You listen to something like Blue and you sit back or the hissing of summer lawns or Mingus and albums like that. And you go, man, what an artist. Uh, and of course, songs like Both Sides Now, I find she's a bit like Leonard Cohen. It's like a lot of the times the songs that are songs are the ones that are interpreted better by other people. Mm. Big Yellow Taxi is definitely a cool song. I like that it has the possibility that kids would like it and adults would like it. But there's something about it that just is definitely not a number one song for sure for me. I think here's the thing with some Joni Mitchell songs is Joni Mitchell is a great lyricist, especially in that sort of Western poetic tradition of writing poetic lyrics. Uh, So one could argue that if you were to like put crappy lyrics in where Joni Mitchell's great lyrics are, that the songs might not be as appealing. Like they wouldn't be songs that you would still listen to just based on like catchy melodies and and this kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, now you take a couple of, of Joni Mitchell songs like Big Yellow Taxi. They actually are very, very catchy. Plus they have those uh, socially conscious lyrics. So I, I guess that's where this is coming. This is one like Raised on Robbery, the song that I mentioned where it's like it's a very catchy pop song that's radio mm-hmm. ready, but also has the lyrical elements that Joni Mitchell is known for. But the 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 best Canadian song – of mm. all time that that's a tough sell to me but i i understand that you're never it's really hard to win if you don't have like a clear cut mm. in this situation i think the the thing that's going to be disappointing to some people is we're not going to have an answer to what number one should be because we, we don't have one, yeah so we don't have it but we can tell you about some songs that we think have been i uh, would at least be on our list or at least we'd consider to be on our list. So Eric, I want to hear some songs that you think didn't make the cut that you would like to see on a, a list of 50. Yeah. Let's go through some, some, some of the notes here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to return to the list that I looked up, which was um, Canadian songs that have reached number one on billboard. So, but rather than getting things that are like my personal favorite Canadian songs. And I talked about Percy faith and his orchestra already. Here's mm-hmm. another one. A huge number one Billboard hit that is Canadian, Ringo by Lauren Green. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> big hit from 1964. Uh, it's about, it's like, Ringo, Ringo, and then some background music is like, Ringo. It's Ringo. It's yeah. like, a, like a kind of a country and Western thing. Yeah. And now, why huge hit in 1964? Why is it completely disappeared? I think once Ringo became a big name from the Beatles, the song was ruined, basically. People were like, why is he singing about Ringo? Like, this doesn't make sense. And Lauren Green, once you mentioned him, remember he was the host of a Canadian, like, environmental show in the 80s? I just don't remember what it was called. He was a huge star in Canada. Huge. Yeah, Yeah, the 80s especially. I grew up and Lauren Green was, like, always talked about. He was the biggest star. So, wow. Okay, throwback. I love that. 
good going. So uh, now, Hot Child in the City, I would like to be on the list, so I'm putting that one in. Uh, Sheriff, When I'm With You, was a number one hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it needs to be on the list, so I listened to it again. Um, so that's the one that's got like, baby, baby, whoa. Do you remember whoa. that song? The other story about that song was that it was a hit. It, it was released once and it wasn't a hit, and then it got released several years later and was a huge hit. I have oh, a real really? memory of that song when it came out again in 83 or 84. And there's also a story about that end part where he does the really high note that he's actually supposedly trying to ruin the song because the guy doesn't like the song. This is a story I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's a, I I keep forgetting that Sheriff were Canadian. So, uh, baby, I'm gonna do when I'm with you. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. I'll stop, but yeah, good karaoke. I, I was sorry, taking a drink. I was enjoying it. I was like, yeah, good karaoke. Yeah, good, good. Lots of whoa, woes and lots of hey, hey's and stuff. I like it. Now, I think my next one here, which is from the Billboard Hot 100 hits, is going to be a surprise because I'm going to argue for this being in the top 50. And I feel actually quite strongly it should be in the top 50. Um, actually, more if the list is top 50 Canadian singles of all time than top best 50 Canadian songs of all time. Uh, and again, uh, so when I was talking about Percy Faith, I was talking about how the Brian Adams tune, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, was was uh, number one for seven weeks. This next song was also number one for seven weeks on the Billboard mm. charts. Nowhere to be found, Canadian artist, nowhere to be found on James Miller's list. Informer by Snow. Oh, this yeah, of course. This song is termite trash of the highest, highest degree. Yeah, it's it got to be on the list. Everywhere, everywhere. Number, a huge number one hit in the States all over. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but I think it's just so dismissed now. Like, yeah, Canadians yeah. like embarrassed by it, but it's like Informer. You put it on right away and you're like, yeah, Informer. I know that. Do you remember too. that show oh, in Living Color? I the lyrics. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. Uh, the show in Living Color did like a parody of it where Jim Carrey, who is Canadian, of course, we have to do that as Canadians, mentioned to uh, non-Canadians who the Canadians are. Yeah, right. Um, uh, is that uh, it, it, it's Jim Carrey doing it, but he's he's talking about how he's ripping off like, uh, you know, Jamaican dance hall music or something. Yeah. Uh, but in a way, that song should be on the top 50 somewhere at the that's, bottom. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, it, yeah. it shouldn't be like number one, but it should be no. on the list. A little um, boom, boom, down. That's yeah. That you learn when you, you host karaoke because they show the lyrics. You go, oh, those are the lyrics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one, Informer. Wow, top of the charts for seven weeks. Good to know. Okay, I'm putting it. I'm putting it on the list. I'm putting it in one of the spots that we've opened up. Um, now just going through. Okay, <clears throat> this this is a song that we should just talk about in brief. Mm-hmm. It's probably not a song we really like, but also a song we do really like. And it's hmm. not on the list. And it was a number one hit on Billboard charts for four weeks. That's a huge effing hit. Hmm. Nickelback, How You Remind Me. Oh. Now, it's great, great lines. It's not <laughs> like you to say sorry. I've been waiting on a different story. Like all this. like it, But ridiculous totally ridiculous what, what yeah. are, your, are what, we what are you? having fun yet yeah 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 no no i like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> yeah. awesome well if there's gonna be any nickelback song and then it's I a huge hit they do feel like they should be down at the bottom with 
how you remind me. These now, are bottom feeders because we opened up spots at 46 and 48. So okay, okay. Th these would be things that would be maybe going down. Now, there. let's put them in there provisionally because remember, I'm going to be throwing some songs at you too. So I'm going to be yeah. picking not so much objective hits, but purely subjective hits. And I'm going to be throwing some some wild cards at you. So but keep going. So I think Nickelback could be on or off. I'd be okay with it. Now, this next song, another giant, massive hit a big artist completely ignored by James Miller. And once again, I'm going to bring James Miller to the screen. <laughs> for our for our own, but you can't see it. Yeah. We're looking at him. He's a nice older gentleman. This next song, Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. Oh, from Victoria. I, great, I, great yeah. song. Promiscuous girl. Ba -ba -da -da -da. Now, Obviously, I would know more of the words than just promiscuous girl if I was listening to it that much. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty hot tune um, mm -hmm. and a huge, huge hit. Also, there's a line in a rap section where I believe it's Nelly Furtado rapping. And she says, become MVP like Steve Nash. Pretty Ooh, good. He, Canadian he's also content. from Victoria. So she's yeah. a Victoria artist from Victoria, British Columbia, where I used to live. And she's shouting out another Victoria artist. Yeah, I like very, it. very cool. I, I, Victoria is my favorite city in Canada, by the way. I love visiting there. I used to live there. I, Whenever I go back, I wish that I could still live there. And I once saw Nelly Furtado in Centennial Square in Victoria, and I yelled something at her. I just don't remember what it was now. She's really short. I, I yelled something. I don't think she actually heard it. I was with my girlfriend at the time, and she you, was a bit mortified. You are short. <laughs> You're promiscuous. <laughs> you are short and promiscuous. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I, I like uh, Nelly Furtado being on the list. She also didn't she also have the I'm like a bird. Yeah, yeah, I but that song that song's so annoying. I couldn't put it on, but yeah. <laughs> Promiscuous is really good. So, so I think we've got some good additions here. We've got Snow Informer. We've got okay. uh, I don't know if we need to add Nickelback, but I'm just pointing it out. But Nelly Furtado, Promiscuous. I think those are some good like lower on the list songs. So I'm going to throw some ones at you, and I know you're prepared for some of them because you already know how I feel about these songs. We've talked about them in uh, preparation for this. But one song, one band that I think should be on here out of just pure um, sentimental value and personal, and I think you'll agree, Soul Decision. Yeah. Soul Decision, the band from Vancouver who in the early 2000s had an album called No One Does It Better, which is very pertinent to our 100th episode. Uh, they had one song, Faded, which you and I have done karaoke we karaoke it together and then they had "Ooh, it's kind of crazy which we mentioned was the best song that wham never wrote because, so one of those songs yeah i noticed when i was listening to faded today too that um they just yeah. were really they they're they're they did at least one of the guys in the band he was like my vocal stylings are george michael is it george mm. michael or george michaels george michael. george michael now one problem with faded the single version is they have that terrible rap section that they had to have back in that period by a Canadian what do you rapper. Mean terrible. It's got great oh, parts of it. Just another day way, around the around way. The way. Yeah. Uh, I like the version without it, but that, that rapper is named I Thrust. disagree. I oh, like so Thrust okay. part in the song. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, I can do without it, but I like Faded. I think Faded is a great song. It's great termite trash. I love, ooh, it's kind of crazy. I've been thinking hey. maybe. One Faded is also a secretly good guitar tune. I yeah. was listening to Faded and I was like, hey, good guitar in this song. Like, th these are the kind of songs that people thought were like anti music or anti real instrument when they came out at mm. the time. But now you look back and you're like, no, guitar, bass, like yeah, maybe even some real drums in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I love Soul Great. Decision. One of yeah. those, I think like they should be somewhere low on the list. Yeah, like number for, one. 
Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Now, I have a song that I'd be, I'd almost be kind of happy. And uh, by the way, I have a really good idea for what we should do instead of a Bo Diddley award. And I'll hit you with it once we're okay, done. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have one uh, really kind of out of left field suggestion. We were talking about Leonard Cohen and we were talking about how we think he's slightly overrated. We think he's a great songwriter, but like his, his own songs are not so great. There's a great band from Montreal called the Terminal Sunglasses. Our friends, the Gruesomes, well, not only know them because there's a video done by the Terminal Sunglasses where they have Bobby Beaton of the Gruesomes who are actually in the video. By the way, Gruesomes could be on our list. There's many songs like Thanks for Nothing or El Diablo or yeah. Um, Hey, yeah, Hey. Yeah, Hey, could, for sure. So we definitely think the Gruesomes could be on there. But Terminal Sunglasses have a video for a song called Psycho Rail, which is an insane song. But the video itself is great. And there's a moment in the video where they're, kind of pretending to play at busking outside and Leonard Cohen walks by and they just, the camera just shows you that Leonard Cohen just walked through the crowd briefly and the band just keeps playing. That's a moment that I'd say is like a, you gotta, you got if you don't know the terminal sunglasses and the song psycho rail, go out and listen to it. I don't seriously think it should be on the top 50, but I just want to get a band in there. That's, you know, a little bit more our usual style. And then one last song that I think is absolutely neglected, and it's probably because he says, uh, what does he say, rock, pop, and country, because he's so clearly trying to avoid hip-hop and any kind of black music. We don't have a lot of black people on this list. Maestro Fresh West, Let Your Backbone Slide, is the best Canadian hip-hop song ever. And come at me if you don't think so. I think it should be top 10 on the list. I would go that far. I I, I, Like, if it holds up. Mm Mm-hmm. Like absolute, totally holds up. You listen to it again, you're like, yeah, this song's amazing. Great lyrics. The video is awesome. There's just lots of great, like, uh, you know, hip hop attitude and dancing in it. It's One of the greatest a- samples of all time. That which is, I think, the Champ by the Mohawks is. Uh, it's an instrumental song, but they also do the bi- Billy Squire. Go to left, go to right, right. That part. And Maestro Fresh West is the beat in it. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, pff, 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 pff. There's a great scene in the video where there's these two guys and they just start doing this dance where they're just clapping their hands and then doing air punches. And yeah. every time I watch it, I'm hypnotized by their dancing. So I, over the years, there's at least one period every year where I'm like, well, it's time to watch Let Your Backbone Slide video more than once tonight and listen to it and go, yep, this song kicks. I just love the kick, kicking drum in it. I love the, it's also got great Canadian lyrics because he says at one point, like, I'm on American. He also says something about kicking Dick Van Dyke flips. There's nothing but great lines in the song. <laughs> it is a great dance pop rap hip hop song. And why do we never talk about it when we do these lists of Canadian songs? So he's got to be in there. It is bizarre that it doesn't get talked about. It seems like, like it should be. Yeah. It's, it's strange. I, I, yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't be in there. It's a classic and it's very lovable. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. So I've done the songs that I now, Eric, are you ready for me to make a suggestion or do you have any final, final thoughts before I suggest our in lieu of a Bo Diddley award? Yeah. I got a whole bunch finish. more stuff to talk about. Okay, hey, good. Go do it. Okay. So more tunes to talk about. Um, David Foster love theme from St. Elmo's fire. Great mm-hmm. song. I yeah, think it, it's, it should be considered um, another rap song. I just think it's a great single, and it was it was mean, more meaningful than where it was on the charts in terms of what it did for Canadian rappers. Was the song "Northern Touch," which had like oh. chocolate on it and stuff. That was a good tune. Um, Sloan, 
I don't mm-hmm. see a song for them here, but I just wanted to mention them. They've got a lot of good singles. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one that I think should be in. I don't even think we filled all our empty spots that we created on the list. Uh, and this is one that I absolutely think should be on the list. I'm putting it in actually because we've got empty spots. I'm putting it in. Uh, Ghost in My House by R. Dean Taylor. Oh, and, wow. And, and is that I'm Canadian? Actually, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm actually going to play that. it. I'm going to, because you were talking about playing songs. I'm actually going to play Ghost in My House yes, because because uh, I love it. Or, sorry, the title, actual title is There's a Ghost in My House. This is a Canadian artist, Ardeen Taylor, and this is a great fuzz tune. So all our fuzz fans out there, enjoy this fuzz. Inspired choice for a garage rock podcast. There's a ghost in my house. R. Dean Taylor. I did not know he's Canadian. I know the song because I know uh, it's a Northern Soul hit that's really big in England and the fall covered it. So, wow. News to me. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like Ghost in My House belongs on this list. Uh, For especially sure. when you look at some of the ones that we bumped off. We're like, Ghost in My House, better than those. Okay, so a couple more that I think could could deserve a spot or at least deserve mention. One. Ian Thomas, who I brought up in my Mm -hmm. shtick name earlier, and I think maybe Painted Ladies could be on here, especially because he's a Canadian artist, and Painted Ladies sounds like a song by the band America. I like that Mm -hmm. element. He's a Canadian (laughs) artist. He's like, 
I'm going to do a song that sounds like America. Good and, point. Yeah. And he did yeah. Painted Ladies, which is a great tune. Uh, the band Helix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hockey? Something like, give me an R. Oh, C, K. What you got? Rock. What you going to do? Rock you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I remember that. That was 83. That was a huge hit. We know April Wine should be on there at least once. You said well, you were going to say the tune that you were standing up. Well, that's why I think that's what it. we should. That's what we should do for our Bo Diddley oh, awards. We should pick okay. our own personal favorite April yeah. Wine songs. Okay. So hold okay. off on that. Okay, good. Uh, another one. Uh, you you may be shocked that I've held off on talking to this until this point. Doug and the Slugs. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I think Day by Day deserves to be on this list. I, I would even take out something like Ian and Sylvia and say, no, no, put on Doug and the Slugs Day by Day. That's a beautiful song. It's a song anyone can relate to and feel mm-hmm. inspired by. Get it on there. Um, number five, Crazy Talk. Isn't Crazy Talk Canadian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he what band does talks, it? Is that Chilliwack? Crazy Talk. I think it is Chilliwack. Yeah. God, Chilliwack, they can do no wrong. It's, it would be really hard to explain to the astronauts that we once invented a, a kind of game called Crazy Talk, and I don't think I can explain it right now. But let, let's just hold off and say that we invented a game based on the song Crazy Talk by potentially by Chilliwack. Uh, basically, the the concept of the, the so the song Crazy Talk, the chorus went she talks crazy talk, and then in the game Crazy Talk, I would say something to Weldon like Weldon. I've just spilled a, a large bottle of soda on the floor and the floor is all sticky. And then Weldon would have to solve it. So he would say something like, clean it up with a mop. Like yeah, he would yeah, take yeah, the yeah, melody yeah, yeah. of crazy talk and he would come up with something that rhymed with it. We invented it while I was moving from the house or the apartment I lived in uh, near White Avenue in Edmonton where the, the roof had caved in and I was moving in with our friend Jay. So while we were moving, we stopped having any kind of conversation and we would just be talking to each other where you would say the thing and then, you know, what would you like to do with that girl you have a crush on? Go for a romantic walk. That yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. That's what we yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> so it seems absurd to not mention the song Crazy Talk yeah. during this yeah. episode. Good point, good point. Uh, finally, clearly the song that should be if not the number one song, but a song Ooh. in the top ten or at least top five that has been completely ignored. The song Signs by Five Man <laughs> Electrical Band. Oh, Where yeah. is it? Where is it? Sign, <laughs> sign, everywhere a sign. Blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Where, Where is Signs? Signs, guys, it has to be on there for sure. Yeah, it has yeah. to be on the list. So we have to figure out later where we put it, but it's got to be on the list. Yeah, so, and that's it. That's all my things. So if we want to get to our uh, April Wine Bo Diddley, I'm cool with that. Okay, so for Passionauts out there, what we're about to do is pick, because there's no April Wine either on this list, So and we think that there should be at least two April Wine songs. We once want to watch April Wine. I think you were there. I just remember Jay doing this, our friend Jay. We saw April Wine playing at Klondike Days in Edmonton, and our friend Jay yelled at the band, you guys write great songs and they stopped and looked very amused and very quite uh charmed i think by that (laughs) drunken fan yelling positive thing at them it wasn't about a specific song it's just in general you guys write great songs so we're gonna now take a little break maybe play a little bit of something maybe northern touch maybe something like northern lights who knows? Yeah, what what should we play? What should we? Or should, should I decide later? 
Uh, yeah, you should decide later because we can't come up with it now. And then we're going to come <laughs> back and we're going to reveal the song, the April Wine song that we think, uh, let's just say it's our favorite April Wine song. Let's just go with that. I already know which one I'm going to pick because I already, well, I kind of hinted at it, I think, in part one. So we're going to play something and we're going to come back. All right, we're ready to reveal our selection of our favorite April Lion song. I have a feeling we're going to pick different songs. So I'm going to count down from three, and me and Eric are going to reveal on hastily written scraps of paper what we've decided. Three, two, one. Uh, Eric has something I can't quite read. Pull it back a bit. Pull it back. Roller. Okay, can you read mine? Tonight is a wonderful time to fall in love. All right, Eric, talk about your choice. So it's really tough to choose a favorite uh, April Wine song. And I'm just, I brought the list back up again, although I'm not sure my screen anymore. But you've got all sorts of songs like, um, Oh, I like to rock. I didn't think about that one, but like, I like to rock. You've done that as a shtick before. Yeah, yeah. And uh, could have been all right. Could have been here tonight. tonight. Could have been been sweet as wine. Could have been a lady. lady. And then (laughs) say hello. And Bad Side of the Moon, which was written by Elton John. Oh, my God. Rock and roll is a vicious game. These are songs that were on radio all the time. And Mm -hmm. um. And and not in a negative way, in a way where you were always like, this is great. This is so good. And um, yeah, basically, April Wine is the best band in the history of all bands is what I'm getting at. But Roller is one of those songs. The arrangement is absolutely perfect. And right from the start, you, you start out with this killer riff. So I'm just going to actually I'm going to share my uh, share my sound for one second in my screen just so I can play the opening riff from Roller so people can hear it. And then that, yeah, that's Very so Robert good Plant. with an echo. Yeah, yeah. So right off the bat, like it's arranged, like you've got a composition right from the beginning. And then uh, and then you get to the end and right from the beginning to the end, every moment is great. So the outro is like this. rush for at this point <laughs> these guys have got everything from start to finish it's pop it's it, the instrumental brilliance and just perfectly composed pieces uh roller is amazing but your choice is incredible as well so i can't wait to hear what you have to say i wanted a ballad right and i was thinking one thing i love about these guys is that they can write great ballads and i think mm. this is the song that's the secret doo-wop song tonight is a wonderful night mm. to fall in love Oh yeah, but they make it a rock song. Dan, dan. 
yeah yeah but there's one reason why i think it's the greatest canadian song of all time not greatest but one of the greatest canadian songs of all time up there it's because of a misheard lyric and it's not what he actually sings so if he actually sang what i thought he said it would be number one of all time for me it's a moment where in the song he says it's magic and it's in her eyes but for years i thought he said it's magic at center ice which i thought is the most (laughs) canadian line ever because hockey and i played hockey as a kid is that center ice is where you do the face off at the start of the game and it's where whenever there's a goal then you face off again at center ice and i had this imagine every time i hear the song i imagine a couple it doesn't have to, it can be whatever kind of couple of your fantasies, you and your, the person you're in love with, you're skating on a, in a rink. Maybe it could be a roller rink, but I'm thinking of an actual hockey rink and you're just skating and you're skating together. And at one point you're taught, you're doing that thing where you're in each other's arms and you're looking into <laughs> his or her eyes and it's magic and it's internet, but it's magic at center ice. And I just wish they actually said center ice. Cause every time I've heard it as a kid, I thought that's Canadian. I mean, I know April Wine's Canadian. The song sounds Canadian to me. That lyric made me think it was Canadian. I just wish they stopped singing Magic in Her, in her Eyes. I wish they changed it to Magic at the Center Eyes. I think people just don't realize how magic the music of April Wine is in general. Mm-hmm. Right now on my screen, uh, I have the Spotify This Is April Wine list, which they compile for most notable groups. And there's 50 songs on it, and you scroll through, and you're like, these songs all rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, like the fact that um, there's 50 great April Wine songs in one window, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. a list of 50 best Canadian songs that don't doesn't include one April Wine song. That just that just ain't right. But that's a good way for us to realize that you know, great way to end 50 greatest April Wine songs, but yet none of them appear on James Miller's list. Very suspect. But we've now introduced to you, for many pastronauts, some of the Canadian music you didn't know existed. For pastronauts out there who listen to our show and love Canadian music, they might be thinking, well, these guys have some really suspect music takes. <laughs> Why do these guys have a garage rock and yet living on video by Transex? Hey, we grew up in the 80s. Obviously, our bias is showing through. But hey, hey. we had fun with it. Hey, can we play uh can we play Tears Are Not Enough by the Northern Lights? Uh that's the way to we... go out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric, do you want to say goodbye to the folks? Farewell, Pastronauts. I'm moving on. <laughs> Bye-bye. Ethiopia. Famine is along each road and at the gates of every town. It's feared close to a million could die within months. Unless the world responds with a massive relief effort. As every day goes by, how can we close our eyes until we open up our hearts? We can learn to share and show how much we care.